The following podcast contains alcohol-enhanced conversations about alcohol, as well as the potential for the discussion about topics of dubious, disturbing, possibly offensive, but usually hilarious interest. The opinions stated herein are solely of the persons making them, and any endorsement of these opinions by any other party is not implied. Foul language is likely, but intolerant viewpoints are not. Listener intoxication is advised. Hello and welcome to episode 29 yeah! of, of the Whiskey Tanser Podcast. I'm Scott. I'm Ed. And at long last. After- at long last. So excited. I'm so sorry. I'm just so freaking excited right now. <laughs> and at long last, after a decade or more of repeatedly neglecting the whiskey we're featuring today, and after a year of big talk promising how we're really going to taste it any day now, but then just flat out refusing to do so, <laughs> we're finally ready to do the deed. Not only that, to make up for lost time, we'll be putting it through some of the dubious trials and tribulations that we've been subjecting other whiskeys to during the past 18 months, just as if we've known it and loved it all along. But first, Ed's going to introduce you to not one, but two expressions of the forgotten brand that's actually sort of famous for being forgotten. Thanks, Scott. Right. The 1992 Small Batch Bourbon Collection was released by what is a whiskey god to us, Booker No. Yep. And he came out with Basil Hayden. Knob Creek, Booker's, and Baker's. And for numerous reasons, Basil Hayden, Knob Creek, and Booker's all went on to big, famous things. It's like the Supremes, right? There's like Mary (laughs) Wells, there's like uh, Diana Ross, and then there's the other girl. Then you look at Destiny's Child, right? There's Beyonce, there's Kelly Rowland, Mm -hmm. and then there's the other other girl. (laughs) And actually another girl and another girl, that's a whole other story. Sure. It doesn't fit our narrative. But the reality is Baker's is the other girl. <laughs> and let's talk about why. When Baker's came out on paper, it's 107 proof, mm-hmm. seven years aged. Yes. It's got delicious coloring and, and they stuck it in like basically a boring ass wine bottle. Yeah, it's they, very nondescript. They put some black wax at the top, emulating you know what they did on the um Booker's. Yeah, almost like a afterthought. Yeah, like mm-hmm. to try to dress it up. But you look at like the beautiful Booker's presentation in the box. Yeah. And you look at Knob Creek's distinctive fat wide bottle. Square. And you look at Basil Hayden with the outside paper with the metal belt. You know, fastening it yeah i mean all these were presented like lovely little christmas presents for you and then there's just bakers just sitting there with a big b and it's in a really weird place because it's like 55 60 and so you you know you go mm, for less money i can get a really nice knob creek yeah if you're just staying within that collection and if i throw a couple more dollars and i can get a bookers yeah it's true and so it keeps you from going to bakers Without any fault of Baker's flavor or anything, I've never tried Baker's. No, we've talked a lot of times uh, that, like I said in the intro, we're really going to get to it. We really are. We just haven't done it yet. And then what happened was... What happened was... (laughs) We noticed that 
Beam from Tory, particularly Jim Beam Distillery, yeah, and was addressing the problem and switching it from the small batch, which it is, which whether it's small batch or not, we'll talk about that later, yeah, yeah. to a single barrel version and in a dressed up nifty new bottle. Yeah. And so we're like, holy crap, we better rush out and taste the original Bakers before yeah, it before, goes away. Yeah. And so we decided that we're going to taste it tonight because we found a bottle of the original small batch and one of the new bottles of the single barrel. Yeah. And we're going to taste them side by side, and we're going to take it on a little journey that it's missed out on, not being our friend for the last 10 years. Yep. We're going to try it neat. We're going to try it on the rocks. We're going to make a cocktail with it. We're going to put it in our infinity bottle. So join us as we rediscover what the world of whiskey has already discovered, possibly, or maybe never has, because a lot of you are just like us. We're going to catch up all in one night on the Baker whiskey experience. Yeah. You know, and it's funny how everybody slept on the bottle. You just described it. It was sort of nondescript, and it kind of matches what Baker Beam, the person who's named after, was like himself. So I just have a few paragraphs on who he was. Edward Baker, his nickname, Beam, was born today... July 31st, the the day that we're podcasting. Right, the day that we're actually recording the episode. In 1936 in Bardstown, Kentucky, and is the son of Carl Shucks, had weird nicknames, Beam, and the grandson of Park Beam, who was Jim Beam's younger brother, which makes Baker Jim Beam's grandnephew. Wow. When Baker first started in the family business, he was a night watchman and then toiled in the labor pool, working his way up to the point when he and his younger brother, David, began sharing the distilling duties at the Claremont, Kentucky facility after their father, Carl, retired. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, if I was a night watchman at the Jim Beam Distillery, <laughs> <You'd> be <laughs> I'd be a, a drunk-ass <laughs> night watchman, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Don't tell me that the good old Baker Beam wasn't dipping into the spirits to get yeah. through those long nights. Yeah, the night watch me drink this, man. <laughs> <laughs> probably what led him to be such a great distiller was all the nice sampling product uh, could be and different barrels throughout his time as a night watchman yeah so when they him and his brother were working at the distilleries as a master uh, sharing the duties uh, baker worked days and david worked nights and around the same time their cousin booker no became master distiller at the boston kentucky facility which now bears his name while another cousin the late parker beam worked as the master distiller for the heaven hill distillery well wow. which we've talked about him before as well right as kids the four would often ride bicycles together in the bernheim forest that's located right across the road from claremont distillery i mean such a cool story baker beam unlike his more gregarious cousin booker no is soft-spoken and reserved but very much like many in the beam clan he loves motorcycles and trucks and for many years after retiring in 1992 which is i believe right before the small batch collection even came out right which is why probably one of them got named after him i would think right he would show up at the distillery just to ride along in the trucks traveling to the corn silos in Indiana. Because his personality is so taciturn, there's not a lot to tell about Baker Beam. He didn't do many interviews, and his answers in the interviews that he did were always circumspect and a little mysterious, as if he didn't quite understand why anyone would want to interview him and wasn't really keen on revealing any of the distillery's secrets. Nonetheless, Baker Beam was inducted into the Kentucky Bourbon Hall of Fame in 2007, becoming the sixth of 11 Beam family members to be inducted. Well, they've earned it. Yeah, they have. I mean, with with their work in Jim Beam and also with their work over at Heaven Hill. Yeah. And today, as I said, when we're recording this, he turns 84 years old. So let's lift a glass of Baker's and wish the man who inspired it a very happy birthday. Happy birthday, Baker. Cheers. All right, so we have in our glass right now the original Baker's Small Batch. Now, the reason I laugh at it being called a small batch, the 
average small batch collection of bakers came from 200 separate barrels. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's small. 200 barrels? Compared to 500 barrels. No. <laughs> no. When you think of the fact that somebody we were dealing with, with five, who was doing five? I think it was um, the Widow Jane. Yeah. Widow yeah. Jane's small batch has five barrels. Okay. That's a small batch. So that's a small batch. <laughs> I'll take 20, actually. Okay. But 200. Yeah. But again, this is being some Tory. Exactly. They have thousands of barrels. I'm just saying, it's yeah. interesting that they would call it small batch. Right, because there is no definition right. of what a small batch is. And I is. think that's what the point was. They're like, why not call it a small batch? Because right. we could have done 500. Yeah. So 107 proof, aged seven years at least. I do it now. It's mash bill. It's sure. 77% corn, 13% rye, and 10% malted barley. Which is very much in my wheelhouse because I'm a big fan of traditional bourbon mash bills while, you know, Scott tends to like high rye content rides in general. So yeah, I don't get a lot on the nose though for no. something such high proof. I mean, uh, there's caramel and vanilla, a little brown sugar. At 77% corn, you're going to get corn and then you're going to get vanilla. <laughs> no, correct. It's really going to come down to how they char and season the barrels, I think, that they put it in to really give it the flavor profile. Uh, yeah, a little bit of spice. Oh, okay. I just took a sip. Wow, it's a it's deep. Yeah, that's really good. It's really oily on the tongue. It's it's got a, a very very heavy mouth feel. Wow. Oh man, why did we sleep on this? Wow. We didn't know. It is complex. Butterscotch and toffee are present. Yeah. I mean, there's some roasted nuts, maybe. Right, darker than that, yeah, like brown sugar. A, yeah, and not a not a light vanilla, but a a very almost like a burnt sugar in a way. Right. It does have an earthy quality mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. It's. I think you said it's very deep. I'm also getting on the taste like a dark fruit sweetness to it. It's spicy for being so high spicy. corn. I'm a little bit surprised. Mm. I know. I'm going to taste it on the ice. Oh, <laughs> it's so good. This is really delicious. I, I'm very disappointed in myself for not having given this a try earlier. It simply didn't happen. It wasn't intentional. It's not like we avoided it. And um, I'm getting a little cocoa now on the ice. Yeah. I mean, the toffee vanilla flavor kind of twists all the way through it. Like it kind of meanders from the sip to the finish. It's, it's it, there. It, you're right. That's the word for it. It meanders. It meanders on your tongue to yeah, so just so many kinda, different taste places. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to take a quick pause and come back with the new Baker's Single Barrel. We'll see you back in a second. Okay, so we're back. We have poured the Baker's Single Barrel, just released last year, into our glasses. And Ed's going to tell you a little bit about why they did it. Right. So we discussed earlier that Baker's was always the odd brand out and that the message eventually became clear. And I think one of the reasons for this is even though Baker's was overlooked for a while, it still was one of the original small batch and it had its own little following. 
It did. But at around $55 to $60 a bottle for the small batch bakers, mm. seven-year, 107 proof, it started to get some competition. All right. First of all, even within its own brand, Knob Creek would come out with like a 12-year, which was about the same price and had, you know, a little punch to it. Mm. But I think what really, and I don't know this except my own opinion, the release of Old Ezra. Oh, seven year. It's something that I came across and I love it. Uh, we used it on the High Proof Cocktail episode here. I think it's only a matter of time before Old Ezra number seven blows up and is very hard to find and the price goes up. Because right now it's about $45. And what's the proof on that? 112 or something? 117. 117. So we're talking about something that you can get for almost cast strength. Seven years. The same as Baker's. It's 10 proof higher. And $15 cheaper. <laughs> yes. So I think if you're sitting in the Jim Beam distillery board offices and you're trying to look at the market, you're like okay that's a tough sell to the public yeah and i think that not just because of old ezra but because of how competitive the market has become they wanted to find a way to utilize what had to be in a massive amount of bakers that they have they might have said let's discontinue it let's stop it it's not really competitive right now yeah and then somebody's like no we got like four fucking rick houses full of bakers <laughs> so what's your next plan right and so they said all right well shit let's keep exactly the same same age statement same match bill We'll just release them as single barrels. Mm. And the second thing they did, let's dress it up with a real snazzy bottle. I mean, yeah, it's a really cool bottle. The label, a little, uh, it's sort of metallic looking. They have a really cool, it's a fake cork, but the top is like, it looks like metal. It's not actually metal. I think it's like um, one of those um, vinyl tops. Right. It, it's um, completely around the base. Doesn't look like a wine bottle. No. The font on the word Baker's is the same, <laughs> but not much else. The labels are very different. And, yeah. and the big giant B is replaced by a smaller B in a label. Your B. <laughs> Your B. You little bitch. So, um, <laughs> so we expect that the difference is that this bourbon is going to vary from barrel to barrel. So we only have one bottle of one barrel. You know, I'd be curious to see what if we had four or five of them lined up with the differences. And maybe one day we'll do that on a drunken night at the local lounge if they ever let us back in. Yeah. <laughs> I actually looked up the serial number and the warehouse for this and I found others, but I didn't find any of this particular one. Right. So we're, we're at Uncharted Waters here. We're setting yeah. new Baker's Ground. We are. So once again, 107 proof. It's the same. It's everything. about $60. Yeah. All right. So Let's smell it. Mm. pretty similar yes caramel corn i get a little bit of a char some maybe whiff of like a little cinnamon maybe like a little tiny black licorice on the smell too i mean really slight um oh maybe i keep I'm, saying I'm, that oh maybe i'm getting a brown sugar <laughs> i definitely got a brown sugar with the small batch all right let's take a sip wow that's some um, oh it's different than the uh, it is different there's more part. like um candy notes near the end it's sweeter yeah still getting the same spiciness to it um you know what it's remember how we were saying it was darker like a darker vanilla darker brown sugar toffee kind of flavors this is tending toward um light brown sugar a lighter caramel flavor not a toffee not a dark fruits Mm. this is wonderful i'm trying to figure out how it's so spicy yeah when it has such a high corn mash bill it's only 13 percent rye and it's so spicy yeah the whiskey jug, um, he had tasting notes from three different expressions that he was sent. Okay. Must three. be nice to be him. Yeah, I know. We'll just do the palette for each of the three because the palette is different on the ones that he had had. Oh, okay. So we'll see if any of these sound like what we're drinking. Oak, dark fruit, caramel, peanuts, baking spice, and honey. That's number one. Okay. Number two is peanuts, caramel, raw corn, and vanilla. And number three is oak, fresh brownies, 
roasted corn and leather. Hmm. Definitely not number three. No. But I would really like to taste number three. That's really interesting. Fresh brownies and leather. Mm, it sounds like a fun night. <laughs> sounds like my weekend. <laughs> Freak. <laughs> um, <sighs> Let's see. Oak dark fruit. No, see, not that one. The mm. middle one. Peanuts, caramel, raw corn, and vanilla is closer to what we got here. Mm. But I would say light fruits, like candy. Candy notes. I'm definitely still just getting oak and brown sugar. There definitely. Might. I'm getting a serious sweetness at the finish. I can't put my finger. On yeah, it. it could be almost like a cherry, but I'm, I'm much sweeter than the small it's like batch. A candy finish. Yeah, man, there's so much pepper on my tongue right now. It's like burning my tongue. The whiskey, but also the the pepperiness. Crazy. I mean, without going side to side, which we're about to do. What's your gut tell you? Which one did you like better? Holy shit. I mean, I really like both of them. I do actually tend toward the darker flavors, the darker fruit of the small batch, Mm -hmm. but the single barrel is so delicious. It doesn't have the, we kind of talked about this off air. Small batch leaves a kind of odd taste in your mouth. It's an aftertaste, like a weird, like after you're done drinking, five minutes goes by, there's like a weird, like aftertaste. Right. It's not the finish. No. Because the finish is fine. It's later. Like almost like a menthol or a leather like it's weird yeah so so answer your question i've made my decision i i really like the single barrel better yeah not that the small batch is bad because it is not right so just to show uh, how difficult the world of liking what you like is we're going to taste these neat side by side blindly and see which ones we like best as if they were in a bracket in the whiskey madness uh, 2020 so we're going to take a quick pause we're going to taste it side by side to see if our overall feeling right now that the single barrel tastes better which is what i'm sure jim beam distillery wants us to feel yes and right now we do concur with that yes and we'll see if that holds right so we're going to see if we're full of shit or not Okay, so we're back, and we have poured behind each other's backs right. <laughs> the Baker single barrel and the Baker small batch into two glasses each, and Ed's going to describe how we're going to actually do this. Right, so we have an A and a B glass. Now, what happened was... <laughs> what had happened was... I turned around, and Scott put single barrel in one and small batch Bakers in the other, mm-hmm. and then he turned around, and I did the same to his two glasses, so okay. we have an A and a B. I have no idea what's in my A glass. He has no idea what's in his A glass, so we're going to chase the A and the B. We're going to decide which one we like, and then we're going to reveal to each other what we have chosen. Right, okay? right. So our A's and B's may or may not be the same. We don't know. We don't know. So I'm going to taste the first one, which okay. is A. Yep. Mm. Okay. Okay. Take a little palate cleanser. Okay. There we have a um, spindrift sparkling, sparkling water. With real lime juice squeezed in it. Delicious. I get a case every two weeks from Amazon. I'm going to try the glass B. Mm. I also just tasted glass B. Incredibly similar. God, they're so similar. When they first, because it's the exact same thing. They're right? the same color. The same mash bill. 
They're the seven years same, same product, but one is from a single barrel and one is a blend of 200 different barrels. This would be the hardest bracket on the whiskey. Oh my God. I like this one better. So you liked B better? Yeah. B was a small batch. Really? Yeah. I liked A better, which was A. Small batch. Motherfucker, really? I thought it was... <laughs> this is why you... I'm 100% sure? I'm 100% sure. I poured the single barrel in the one closest to the edge. It's good. Yeah. But for some reason, there's like more depth to this one. Maybe because it's a blend. So we both picked the small batch. Yeah. Even though I thought I was tasting the opposite. That's not what we wanted to happen. No, it's not what we wanted to And it's to not happen. what I tasted when I drank them a minute ago. Are you sure we didn't fuck this up somehow? <laughs> Maybe. I mean, we're talking about, we're splitting hairs here. Yeah, you know what? I can think of tasting now. You see, you get into your own head with this stuff. That's why Bullet Ride won the whole fucking tournament. <laughs> Right. It's it's funny how you do that. Against some really heavy hitters. This is surprising to me because I think tasting them one after the other, we liked the single barrel better. But right. tasting them side by side blind, we liked the small batch better. I want to do it again. <laughs> I want to do it again. I want to. I just want to do it again and see if we get the same result. Okay. Overtime. Okay, so we're back. We did the exact same thing, and now we're going to do the exact same thing. Because when we were done initially trying both of them, we liked the single barrel better. Mm -hmm. Then when we did it side by side, we both picked the small batch. So this will be like the tiebreaker. Okay, I got you. Right? Okay. Okay. So we're going to do, once again, we don't know what's in A, we don't know what's in B. All right. right so we go. we're going to do A. Yeah. My A and your A, right. again, may not be the same. Mm-hmm. It's good. They're both so good. And at this point, I'm totally confused about yep. what tastes like what. So I'm yep. just going to, again, uh, pick the one that I feel is better. Right. Mm. I'm getting a lot of cinnamon on A this time. So much cinnamon. It's crazy. Mm. I have a theory about what's going on. Okay. Please. Regale us. I'll wait till, I'll wait till we're done. Okay. Again, we're tasting the same mash bill, mm -hmm. the same proof, same age. Mm -hmm. It's this, even the same color, the same amount in our glasses. This is the so hardest hard. thing we've ever done. It's actually a lot closer than what we just did a minute ago. Yeah. Now that we've removed ourselves from our original first tasting mm -hmm. and we've done the second blind one in a row, it's... It, it, <sighs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm now they're almost the same to me. Like they're they're almost just as good. I feel like you poured the same whiskey in each one just to <laughs> troll me. Right, that would be funny if I had done that, but I didn't. Maybe I did it to you. Mm, possible. I, I I didn't. I didn't think of that until just now. I probably should have. But then you, then I could look like a dick saying how much I like one better than the other, but they're the same. Then you'd be like, <laughs> "You're a clown. What a fraud you are." <laughs> Holy crap. Okay, so I'm really like an A again this mm -hmm. time, which may or may not, again, be the same one that I picked last time. I'm liking B. You're liking B this time? So your B is the single barrel, and I like A this time. My A is which one? Small batch. Fuck. So I picked small batch twice. Yep. So I really don't have a theory because my theory was that the single barrel was a little smoother than a small batch and that because we both tend to lean towards higher proof that we like the harshness of the small batch. But now that's out the window because I just chose the single barrel. So it's fucking crazy. It's crazy. So I'm loving the small batch right now. I'm loving the single barrel right now. Shoo. And there we are. Yep. So I think what's exciting about what Jim Beam Distilleries has done and what Beam Satori has done with this move is that each barrel is going to be different. As opposed to a small batch that's encompassing 200 barrels, there's going to be a lot of consistency in that, which is good. 
there's nothing wrong with that. Mm, yeah. But what they've done is opened up a little tiny journey that you can take trying the different barrels. So we're going to take a pause. We're going to come back and drink another a Manhattan. Pa- yet another pause. Yet another pause. It's that type of episode. All right. Manhattans made with Baker's 107 proof. See you soon. Okay, so we're back, and I made a high-proof cocktail in Manhattan with the single barrel. Right, so we took single barrel. All the single barrels. All the single barrels. All the single barrels. All the single barrels. $60, and we made a Manhattan with it. And I haven't tasted it yet, but I'm incredibly excited. Yes. But before we do that, we're going to put into what? In our infinity bottle number three. So three ounces of the good stuff yeah. is going to go in there. And we're going to take the uh, single barrel. Are we, to wait, us, are we going to do the single barrel? Uh, yeah, we are because the small batch to me is rarer because they've discontinued it. So well, gonna, that's also true. I'm going to save the two-thirds of a bottle of the small batch we have left because we both enjoyed it. And we know we can get different single barrels as we move down the road. Right. And once again, we're only putting three ounces in. Yeah. So, right? Like, it, yeah. Two shots. Yeah. It's like a half a drink for me. <laughs> The joke there, people, is that I drink six ounces of whiskey in a drink. Except it's not really a joke. It's a sadness. It's called reality. All right, so we're adding, we have a funnel into our infinity bottle. We're adding one ounce and a half of the single barrel bakers. And then the second one. And I have to tell you, I don't know that anything has gone in there this time around that is any better than what we just put in there. Okay, so, high-proof cocktail. Manhattan. Made with the Booker's single barrel. Here we go. Well, yeah. What bitters do we have in there? The Woodford ones? We have the, no, it's the um, traditional Angostura orange bitters. Oh, okay, the orange ones? Yeah, definitely the orange bitters. It's a little sweeter than our like my Manhattans, but that's because we're making with a bourbon and not a rye. Right, and it's a high corn bourbon, too. Yeah. I love it. See, this is my type of a Manhattan. Yep. It does have a spiciness to it. It does, considering how low rye it is. Yeah. But that's also what we talked about. The proof. The the, yeast and stuff like that. It's a great cocktail. The Manhattan, it's tremendous. Stay tuned in the next episode, episode 30. We're hoping to have uh, Anders on again to make us some cocktails, uh, a deep dive, if you will. And the Manhattan will be one of them. He's got some surprises for us, I think. we can do. So what we're going to do is we have one more wrinkle left. Here's our special treat. We brought Little Book Chapter 3. I had it saved for my graduation from graduate school. I'm working on my second master's. And... uh, that's a smart guy, yeah. Scott said, you know, it'd be really cool if you brought it over and we could <laughs> he, try it again. He totally papers. didn't want to, but I and totally I, like, made I don't him. want to bring it over, but he's like, just, just bring it over and open it. Sorry, stop it. It's 
fun. And so you can leave it here. You won't have to worry about anybody drinking it, especially you. <laughs> so we're going to taste the small batch and the bakers. I think that's more relevant, right? Yes, because that's what would have gone in there. Right. Yeah. It was a cast strength of the small batch. So Correct. we're going to go and see if we can pick up any elements of the bakers from the little book. Yeah. Which is like 125 proof, because why not? That's what we need right now after an hour and a half of drinking nothing but 107 proof whiskey. And at that point, we should just go right to sleep and <laughs> after <laughs> the amount of high proof whiskey we drank tonight. Yeah. So yet again, we are taking another break. Right. Another break, but we need a break more than you guys do. <laughs> you Trust have, me. You have no idea. And by the way, this break is only a second to you. For us, it's a chance to drink a glass of water, you know, eat some chips and try not to die. Because we're about a bottle of whiskey on this whole escapade. And we still have to try the little book and finish our Manhattan. Okay, we'll be right back. Okay, so now we're back. We've opened up my prize little book three, mm. which is about $125 for the $750. It comes in a Booker's-like box. Bragging. And it is a um, bragging <laughs> or crying because you made me open it. So we've opened it and poured it when I didn't want to do it for another year. Oh, because no. It's my Tears are falling. It's your dick. So, <laughs> no, you're a dick. You're a dick. You're a dick. Let me do what I'm doing. Random belligerence. Your dick edition. Continue. We're going to compare the Baker small batch with the little book number three. And the reason why we chose the small batch is because when we tasted the little book three during our quick taste that we did, we tasted a lot of Knob Creek elements and Basil Hidden elements and even a little bit of Booker's. Yeah. We weren't sure about Baker's. We had never tried it so that we figured that was like the unknown. So we're now going to taste them side by side. Which is which again? The one in the neat glass is the baker's is the baker small batch and in our regular glasses is the little book okay okay Mm -hmm. again delicious yeah a lot of alcohol that time well i actually taste a lot of similarity oh absolutely there was way more bakers in the little book chapter three than i thought yeah to me it's a very seamless transition when you taste them back to back one just goes into the other. What is the proof of the little book again? I'm sorry. Give me a second. It's 122.9. Like you're tasting the bakers. And then I feel like almost like there's an element of the cast strength bakers is right there. No, agree. I'm going to do it again. Back to back. Wow. <laughs> the little book is so fucking good, man. It's so good. But it's I can taste. so good. I can definitely, I'm tasting Knob Creek right now, but it's. I am, because the Knob Creek has a, a, a it's little. It's so pungent, but it's, fa- it's so fading pungent. into, there's like a, the Baker's is there, and then it ends with the Booker's. So what's missing in the Baker's, but what's in the little book is cherries. Mm. It's so much cherry. It's from the Knob Creek. Yeah. But as you said earlier, it is a smooth transition between the two. Um, it's a higher proof transition. Right. It's punching in the face a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So what I really need 
being some Tory to do is to figure out a way to do the little book chapter three as a regular expression. Absolutely. Charge $100 for it. Every year. Every different year. expressions. I will be there. Little book chapter three is the best whiskey I ever drank. It's amazing. And Scott, maybe you open it tonight for the bakers. And I did it. Okay, here you go, Ed. Here, here's what I'm, I'm going to do. happy. Here's what I'm going to do for you, Ed. Yeah. Little book chapter three. Yeah. Is the best bourbon <laughs> I've ever tasted. That That's a lot, Scott. I appreciate that. Yeah. Because Angel's Envy Rye, of course, it's is a rye. rye. It's the best rye and if ever we're doing tasted. that, I'm, I'm right there with you. Yeah. No. Yeah, that's what we're doing. So since yes. we've cycled through all of our... Yeah favorite things yeah like is there any top 10 bakers out there there are actually but they were really boring so instead what do bakers bake Mm. cookies oh my god yeah so you baked cookies for us tonight i didn't but i should have fuck random belligerence scott didn't make cookies edition but ranker does have the top 10 cookies go ahead number 10 gingerbread mm, is it <laughs> i totally agree it's like it should it be number 10 go i ahead. don't think gingerbread should be number 10 go ahead wait for this number nine oh, girl scout cookies <laughs> fucking no Which no fucking way Which girl one? scout cookies fuck you Thinment, if it no is- it just says girl scout cookies no, then- all girl scout cookies them right up the yeah, fucking fuck cookie them. ass. Fuck them, but send them to me. Send them to my email. Number eight, white chocolate chip. Are you fucking kidding me? Fuck you. Fuck you with the white chocolate fucking chips. White chocolate is Scott not fucking agree. chocolate. Send them to my email. Number seven, shortbread. Okay. It's delicious. Good stuff. Shortbread cookies. Lorna yeah. Dunes. Yeah, I love it. Lorna Dunes. Love it. Number six, peanut butter. Mm, mm, gotta be good yeah peanut butter yeah throw a Reese's cup in the middle of it we're all there so if you were making a peanut butter cookie would you use creamy peanut butter or chunky creamy I think it, it's better for a cookie no absolutely wrong no you're, you're wrong well, well, why don't you wrong hand me your <laughs> hand me your chunky peanut butter cookie if I've never had one hello number five oatmeal is there raisins in there because I like a nice oatmeal raisin cookie I'm not gonna lie <sighs> Again, we disagree. If there are raisins in it, I will not eat it. Your raisins. Fuck raisins. Fuck them right You're up the raisin ass. It's, it's delicious. Number four, sugar cookie. So good. Good, but it's basic. My it's grandmother good. made the best Christmas Your grandmother, sugar cookies. It was a great lay. How dare you? How dare you, sir? <laughs> yeah, well, she loved me. She didn't even know you. Did she? Didn't she? You don't even know. <laughs> know you in the biblical sense. <laughs> Number three, Oreos. Classic. Well, yeah. I think Oreos should be number one. Double stuff should be number one. Just the classic Oreos. I'm fine with double stuff, but the classic Oreo cookie to me is the perfect fucking cookie. It's okay. perfect. Okay. It's fucking okay. perfect. God damn it, Ed. It's fucking perfect. Number two, Snickerdoodles. Eh, it's good. Yeah, they're, they're, they're sort of like a cinnamon confused. sugar cookie, right? They're like they're yeah. soft and they're cinnamon and two seems high, right? It seems uh, it seems a little high. And the number one cookie in America as chosen by 12,500 votes on ranker.com is and number one chocolate chip. Yeah, 
Of course, pretty much. Yeah. What everyone thought. Yeah. So it's delicious. This will probably all be cut. Yeah. <laughs> but I have to tell you right now, I'm guilty of it. Scott's guilty of it. Guilty. You're guilty of something. You have to just make it right. Do your penance. We have slept on Baker's. It is a fabulous whiskey. Don't sleep on it. The single barrel is delicious and it's going to change. So it's fun. It's like each yeah. one's going to be different. And so go on that journey. Take it. Yeah. I feel like the small batch was good, but it was always going to be the same. Pretty consistent. Yes. They're very with, good about that. With a single barrel. I'm excited to see what's going to come. Mm. I think this was the right call for Beamsome Tory to do to yes. a whiskey brand that has basically been forgotten. And honestly, we regret sleeping on it. Take it out for a ride. Enjoy it. Put your arm around it. Yeah. Maybe make a move. Maybe go to second base. Yeah. Right. Make out with it. It's yeah. a good deal. Sure. And so to wind it up for the Whiskey Tangent Podcast, I'm Ed. I'm Scott. Later. Cheers, everyone. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, be sure to check out our next episode, which is way better than this one. Oh, yeah. Also, follow and like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash whiskey tangent and follow us on Twitter at whiskey tangent. You can follow me personally at that whiskey guy and follow Scott at giant cup of awesome spelled A-W-S-U-M just to be annoying. Hey. You can email us any questions, comments, or love at whiskeytangent at gmail.com. And of course, you can find us always at our podcast website, whiskeytangent.podbean.com.